0: How true that song is to us today. God bless you. You may be seated. classes can make their way back. Classrooms. Oh, what a beautiful song. Good job. Thank you. Amen. Today, appreciate our musicians and singers and the saints of God. And each one of you that comes to be a part of this. Amen. Um, help us out, our Sunday school teachers. God bless them as they endeavor to. Put the word of God into our children's heart. Hallelujah. But gotten by it, but we kept by it. I'm telling you, we're living in a world today, and if we don't get truth embedded into their hearts and minds and spirit, they're gonna be they're gonna be drawn away. Amen. There's there's so many out there that's twisting and distorting the word of God and uh, making it trying to make it say things it's not saying and things of that nature. But uh, I want to be built and grounded and established on the true word of God. Truth is what makes us free. Truth is what will sustain us and hold us regardless of the times and the seasons. Amen. God, God, hallelujah. He works for us here today. You know, God told Israel when he was going to lead them out in that wilderness. He said, I'm going to lead you in places no man's ever been. He led them through the quicksand and things of this nature, the elements that could have gobbled them up and destroyed them. And uh, those that met the requirement, those that out of hearts of faith and of a different spirit, I realize there's only two that was 20 above that made that Joshua and Caleb. But because they believed and, and even though and I'm tell you, it affects us. If you don't believe that, look at the meekest man on the face of the earth, called Moses. But he allowed uh, the actions, he allowed the response of the people to get a hold of him one day. He took on some actions that wasn't pleasing to God, and it cost him the visitation to the Promised Land. He got to see it. God showed it to him. Assured him that it was there, but uh, he didn't get to go be a part of it. Aaron didn't either. Man, the effect of the people and uh, the time and the struggle, uh, the battle, the struggle. A man makes a difference. It really helps us to understand what we're made of and who we are. And uh, that first song we sung about, talked about giving glory and praise and honor to He that has man turned us around and put us on a sure foundation a sure rock and then we understand by the second one I can't even walk without him holding my hand and true how true that is today man we can't live this overcoming life on our own we can't can't try to with our own reasoning start with the scripture says that God's ways as far above us as the heavens above the earth and who's going to counsel with him even God made the search and no man could be found and so but he knew that even from the beginning because we know by the scriptures that before the foundation of the earth that Jesus Christ amen was in the mind the plan of God he knew that was going to come it's going to happen got a good lesson today I don't know if you read your lesson uh, there's a lot to it when you begin to dig into it we're going to we're going to take our time we're not going to uh, but I hope hope to say some things today I'm not Hope not to bore you, I know it's been hot. I know it's very difficult. You get in here and it gets a little cool and you get a little comfortable. And uh we hadn't installed those shockers yet, but <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> they may be beneficial sometimes, you know. <laughs> I can watch you from up here and I say you're not Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. But uh hopefully that won't happen. Uh but uh there's this this is a good lesson and uh it's really about servants it's really about servants the humbled leper the humbled leper a man to humble himself anybody ever find it difficult to humble yourself it's not as long as it's who you want to humble yourself to and it's what you want to humble yourself to but the real test of humbling yourself is whenever you're not really in it <laughs> but you know it's right and you should And uh, so focus thought. God delivers those who what? Humbles themselves. Even the New Testament writes, He that humbles himself. There's a certain amount of this that falls back upon you and I. The power of choice. Even with the Holy Ghost, we don't have to. We might wish we had to. And this is what we ought to do. But but there's no guarantee. That we're going to do it. It's up to us. This this part, this it's in us, and uh, <clears throat> the, the writer just kind of briefly brushes. And I, I'm going to I'm going to focus on it just a little bit this morning, of an area there that uh, which probably, as it connects. You, you'll see as we get into the lesson, it wars against us and keeps us from, from doing that. And uh, a lot of the the major problem we got today is people don't want to humble themselves. They want things their way at whatever cost. Regardless of who else they may hurt. Whatever lines they cross. Things of that nature. But um, anyway. So the focus verses you're going to find is 2 Kings 5.13-14. 4 through 14. And um, his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father... Well, there's some powerful statements being made there. And to this, to Naaman himself. To help us to understand what kind of uh, companionship, relationship, workmanship, servitude. That was taking place here. If the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing. Something that you could boast in, something that you could connect to, something that could bring honor and glory to you, that you had to have a part in it. To make it happen. To make it transpire. It's called pride. <laughs> you get down to it. Pride. Pride. Pride's what keeps us from humbling ourselves sometimes. It's it's not really the agenda. It's not really not what we're willing to humble ourselves pride. And you know, pride's been is, is, is was the devil's biggest problem, because he didn't want to humble himself to God. He wanted to lift himself above God, his creator, and who he was created for, and the purpose he was created for. But all of a sudden, now the creation itself, within itself, began to lift itself up, even above its creator. This is what pride would do. This is what a lack of humbleness would do. And, and how often would we be robbed of, of the favor the blessings of God and the touch of God? And I'm talking in general here, and even our nation, you know, again, and I, I talked about it this week, balance, finding that place of balance, keeping in that place of balance, of where to walk and how to respond. And how to serve God, a man, in a way that's pleasing to him, that represents him well. And at the same time, make the right preparations, that, that balance. Um, you know, I often re- relate to the time with Lazarus. You and I both know that if Jesus had the power and the ability to call him forth, he could have spoke to that rock for it to just roll back out of the way. That's it, but he didn't do it. He looked at them and told them to roll it back. And so there is a place that we all play, and 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 we're involved, in just to, and just then to find that place and to do it with the right spirit, it's called being a servant. It's called being a servant. We'll talk about that some today. Wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith to thee, wash. And be clean. I mean, it's, it's, it's simple. It's easy. It's not hard. It's just, you know, anybody could do this. Wow. That's sometimes the reason. Well, we'll, we'll be careful here. <laughs> sometimes we have to watch ourselves and make sure that we're unwilling to do some things because, you know what? Anybody can do that. But if God brings it to our attention for it to be done. Maybe he wanted us to humble ourselves to do it. Even though anybody could do it. Because he's looking for servants. That's about his business. And to fulfill his purpose. And the purpose of God sometimes can be great. And sometimes it can be in some of the most. uh, Off the wall. Off the road, out in the wilderness, out in some, some place where there's, nobody's going to observe it, nobody's going to see it. But God knows where that's going to lead to, and what's going to happen. Then when he, he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Um, if you read your cultural connection, what a beautiful cultural connection. What a beautiful, I, 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 I agree with this 100%, I've said this. Uh, you, you take people that's been, uh, see face this, if you hadn't read it, I'd encourage you to go back and read it, go back to see it was in 1999, it's here in Mississippi in Parchman, a guy that had, doesn't go into no details what kind of crime, apparently is pretty severe, serving a long time. And uh, in in prison, he got the Holy Ghost, began to do some things right, felt the call of God to preach and doing everything that was within his power and humbling himself. He became even very respectful and got the honor of the guards and the uh, the guy over it and everything that was going on, had a lot of help outside from businessmen to pastors to family and all these doing everything they could possibly do to get him out. And that was his heartbeat desire to get out of prison Go back and read it. He finally reached a point point, place after, I believe, 18 years, I think. I'm Just by remember he Come to the place and come to realize, said, you know what? Said, apparently it's not God's will for me to get out of here. And so he just humbled himself and prayed that prayer. Prayed. Uh, so, yeah, after 18 years, Ron finally realized that even though he was doing his best to live a life of integrity and obeying the word of God. Pride still had a foothold. May Not have been very much, but it was enough. It took time and was one of the hardest things he had ever done. But he finally was able to pray. God, I am guilty of my crimes. You've heard me say this. You could tell when an individual really repents of his deeds. By his actions, when the sentence comes, if he start bucking and screaming and saying it's more than I can bear, you got any Bible for that? Sure do. Go all the way back to Cain. Sure do. Got some scripture, and God was the one who put it on him. So there's a principle. There's a spirit behind that, and and so, and I deserve to be here. Lord, I want you to decide what is best for me. And if you decide it is best for me to stay in prison for the rest of my life, then I'm okay with that. And he meant it. And God knew he meant it. And you know what happened? Now, it didn't happen overnight either. It took a couple of years. Not sure how long. Not sure just how it's all worked out for him. But you know what? Tables begin to turn. Doors begin to open. Things that was unheard of in the prison begin to happen. A God thing began to happen. Because an individual humbled themselves and said, God, your will be done. I'm happy. I'm content. I'll be, I'll be all right. I'm not going to mumber. I'm not going to complain. Huh. Some actions I've done has got me here. But you know what? I'm letting you make the best of it. How true that could be. In whatever situation. That we find ourselves. Okay. It's a good lesson. I'm going to take my time now. You'll have to Stay awake. if You have to stand up. I don't care. It ain't going to bother me. Huh. I want you to hear us today. There's, there's, some, there's some substance to this. If we'll hear it. How many of you feel like you're a servant? How many of you feel like you've got a servant's heart? How many? <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't respond to you. Wait, <laughs> maybe ask asking a loaded question here. I'm not, but 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 we fix this lesson will help us find out if we got a servant's heart or not. And I know the writer of the lesson, and I'm not disputing. Okay, but I'm not I'm not persuaded that the 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 little damsel, the little maid, was in such a horrible place. Being mistreated. when, when you look at the Even the word of servant, and and I'll get there. Let me let me deal with this a minute. Humbling ourselves is one of the hardest things to do. Becoming a servant of God will call call us to what? Interact with a diverse faith community. Got to interact with them. Got to deal with them. How do we deal with them? How do we respond to them? How do we deal with the pitfalls of life? How do we deal with the snares and the traps and the uncertainty? Um, you know some of the pandemic that we're facing now, and what some of the uh, uncomfortable uh, situation we have to deal with. Uh, we're dealing with this, and uh, so we're trusting, we're believing God as servants of God to keep us and see us through all of this, and help us, amen, to be more the church on the on the other side. To to you know to be more like Him, and to to respond to that because we see that there's many, many times in the scripture that God does not deliver us out of the task. He does not deliver us out of the fire, he delivers out of the fiery furnace, but not prior. They had to face it. They had to be bound up and, and thrown into it. They was willing to be delivered. They knew God was going to deliver them. They weren't sure how, but there was one thing for sure, we're not going to bow to your God and you're, you're, so that's why I'm talking about the balance here. Amen. We, we want to bow to truth. want to bow to God. want to bow humble and yield ourselves to commandments and the doctrines of the word of God. But not to man. Not to man when it's contrary to this. Then there's places we don't bow. We got to make a stand, but be willing to respond to it in the method, and the way that God wants us to. And if it takes, amen, binding us up, and throwing us in the fire furnace or in the den with lions, amen, so be it. But we believe God will keep us and, and see us through that. If not, then they eat us up. And if we burn up, we got a better place waiting on the other side because we paid the price. Huh. That's not easy. It's not easy for the family. But the body, the body of Christ that his brother Barry preached Sunday night. Man, and what it went through. I promise you it wasn't easy for the disciples. and It wasn't easy for the family to watch this unfold and take place. But it already made the statement about Mary. She pondered the things that he said. There's no doubt how often that Jesus would say things, especially possibly even in private, that we don't know anything about. God, amen, Jesus Christ. We know that He loved her. We we talked about that on Mother's Day. We won't go into that. So, as we watch this begin to unfold, the first part of it, the uh, commander of the army who had leprosy. When you go back to the first verse of 2 Kings 5 and 1, this is a lesson text where we're coming from. Now, Naaman, Naaman was a captain. That means he was a head person, he was a governor, keeper, a man of a host of the kings of Syria. King of Syria, a man came against Israel often, a man, and bombarded them, and there was this turmoil and fighting and things. And if you go back and read a lot of it, but but you know we don't have time to do all that. Was what you are gonna notice some things about this man? Uh, he was one. He was a great man with his master. He was a great man. He 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 served his master well. He tried his best to accomplish achieve what was expected of him. A man when he went out in battles and struggles. He was a man, a man of of valor, goes on, talks about that, a man of strength, a man that was to get things done, a man, sometimes you might not like the methods and the procedure and the forcefulness that he uses, is that not a squabble today, (laughs) a man, uh, but uh, you know when you're called on the scene sometimes, uh, well you know, I'm not going into all that because that's not the, because that happens, now watch this. Man, that same, that is just as real in our own minds, in our own hearts, in our own spirit. And the struggle and battle against sin. The struggle and battle against my will and his will and God's will. And body, everybody, everybody else's will amen uh, of how to do this and how to respond to this and and I'm telling you and the more that we watch broken up homes and we watch amen uh, families are being torn apart the greater some of this becomes of, of, of what, how you're going to respond to it and what direction you're going to take and and so all of this weighs heavy especially upon the servants of God and the vessels of God amen because they want to walk the tightrope they want to walk the straight and narrow pathway and they want to we're going to be what God's called us to be in all of this that goes on and in doing that as servants of God you can't you're not going to be able to pacify and please carnality and flesh and the spirits of the world and the ideals of the world but we're going to have to hold on Amen, to, to what's going to be pleasing to God and so here he is Naaman as he's known a man as a great man he is known a man as an honorable man and, and, and but, but watch this the Bible makes something plain to us Because by him the Lord had given deliverance. By him the Lord. All capitalized letters. The Lord had used Naaman. Against Israel. Used him, amen, as a rod. Used him as one to help bring them under submission and under subjection. Because they had rebelled. Because of their... You know all of this. So he was used to God. God would raise these individuals up and use them to bring about his will, his purpose, his desire. And it wasn't really his desire to destroy Israel but to correct them because without correcting them they're going to be lost. And they have got outside of doing what they had been called to do. And what was that? To be a witness, amen, unto the known world that there was one God, Jehovah God, amen, amen, that they was to represent Him unto all the other nations and all the other lost humanity. And if you'll watch it closely, even strangers and those that was brought in had to submit themselves, humble themselves and follow the doctrines and the practice, amen, of the Hebrew. Hebrew people they had to change. They had to change. That hasn't changed in the New Testament. Even though the world's doing its best and the religious world's doing its best, a man that you can come like you want to and do what you want to. And. But I'm not, I don't need to open that can of worms. I'm Called him, he said he was also a mighty man of valor. A mighty man of valor. But, 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 what saved it to the last? All these escalate, all this uplifting, all this boasting brain, all of his accomplishments. But he was a leper. Now, how long had he had leprosy? How, you know, we don't know. You know what? I believe God had the word of God written in a way that you just can't put everything in just little, little brackets. Because if you, if you do that... You and I are prone to say, I don't fit in that bracket. But when he don't put any little brackets, then he leaves it broad enough, and wide enough that we can all can put ourselves into it. And if you watch this lesson today, as we talk about servants, because that's what the lesson's about. It's really not about Naaman. It's not about Gehazi. It's not about the little maid that we don't even know her name. It's about being a servant. That's what this lesson's about. And being a servant wherever we're called upon to be a servant. And sometimes that's not where we'd like to be in a geographical location. But, when, but finding ourselves as a servant of God, that regardless of where we find ourselves, it doesn't matter if we're in a dungeon, it doesn't matter if we're in a prison, it doesn't matter if we're on the backside of a desert, it doesn't matter what kind of obstacles that we're facing. How much uncomfortable, that it, the, the, the lack of comfort that's there, amen, we can, we can still be the servant of God, okay? So, before we go there, before I get into that, the question, if you didn't read the question between these two of A and B, you missed a very important ingredient of this lesson. Have you ever struggled with envy? <laughs> I'd be stone faced too. <laughs> Praise God! I don't blame you. I would be too. But with all honesty, everybody has. Now Don't argue with me about that because I'm going fit- to give you some scriptures to prove you wrong. <laughs> because we've all struggled with it, some fashion form. Style. And if you're thinking you haven't, you are right now. <laughs> because, you me because I said that. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Watch this. It's important. I'm, I'm trying to make it's kind of comical in a way, but, but, but it's important to understand what's happened here. Because if, if we miss this, if so, how would we work on overcoming the struggle? Envy. And as a servant, where we place could be not only where we place, placed, but where we're out on the course, we're pronged subject. I could take you to Peter. Peter looked over whenever Jesus gave him instructions, and he looks over at John, and Jesus looked at him and said, hey, don't you worry about John. I decided to keep him until the resurrection comes. <laughs> Two or three thousand years from now, don't you worry about John. You, you got your course, you're the one, and you got to... But it's 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 easy. It's in us. Especially when we're in struggles or in a place that we don't really like. A place that, you know, we, we're not receiving possibly what we feel like we should. Or maybe we're receiving some things we feel like we shouldn't. I don't deserve this kind of action, kind of deeds. Why am I under this? Why am I having to bear this? Why am I the one? But we got to watch this great God. All he needs is a little damsel that would not allow her surroundings rob her of witnessing how great he is and how awesome he really is. servant. So she didn't have envy that she had been, and the next verse we'll get there, where she had been brought into captivity as a little dancer, as a little maid. Let me talk about envy for just a minute. Now we understand, especially when you talk about servants. God, God uses. Let me. I'll give you a few scriptures to help us understand how God uses servants, bringing things about and working it out. Jeremiah twenty-seven five and six, it talks about Nebuchadnezzar. There, he's writing to him. This is Lord speaks. I have made the earth, the man, the beast, and upon the ground, and by my great powers and by my outstretched arm, and have given it unto whom it seemed meet unto me. My pleasure. My, my will. Fulfilling. And now have I given all these lands. Into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar. You know who Nebuchadnezzar was. He was the king of Babylon. a king that went in and, took and brought Israel into captivity. The Lord through Jeremiah speaking and telling them. I've given this to him. I've placed this into his hands. The king of Babylon. My servant. The Lord's calling him his servant. Okay. John 19, 10, 11. What's this? Now this is time again with Jesus Christ. And then saith Pilate unto him, talking to Jesus. Speakest thou not unto me? Jesus would respond unto him. Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Watch the response of Jesus here. Pilate felt like he had the power. But all said and done he didn't. The real power lied in the man that was standing before him. And what he was going to fulfill. As a servant. As a begotten son. The purpose of God to save all of humanity. Not just a set group. That's the reason the world. The earth and the kingdoms of the earth clashes. That's the reason you and I will even struggle with the purpose of God, the call of God, where we may find ourselves at times. Because it's so much different, so far from how we would have done it. Man would have never chose the pathway of a cross deliverance to mankind. the Agony, the pain, the sacrifice of a brutal cross. We're watching us shift even now. We don't put men on the grounds like we did at one time. We used to take them by the boatloads and just dump them out. That's how we fought and won our wars. That's changed today, hasn't it? Now we sit back ships bring in the air force and if we send them in it's going to be what they call special forces and just a handful that can help direct and because we don't like casualties we don't like pain we don't like to see them coming back pain please understand what I'm saying here I'm with all that don't misunderstand that but there's a side of God When it comes to pain and suffering. I'm telling you there is a side with that with God. It makes all the difference in the world. Especially when you're willing to suffer it for the kingdom's sake. Huh. Again, <clears> 1 <throat> Kings 22, 34. And a certain man. This is an area where if you read your lesson. They used Josephus in some of the commentaries. This is the man they felt like. That we could possibly be a Naaman. This is the character. This is the, one of the main characters of our lesson today. So 1 Kings 22 and 34. Said a certain man drew a bow. at a venture. And you know it's by chance or whatever. Smote the king of Israel. This is time with Ahab. And he killed him. So God used Ahab because he'd been prophesied prior. And you, if you remember, go back to study the king of Judah. He told him to wear his royalty and all that and got in the chariot. But, but Ahab disguised himself and got in his chariot. But it didn't make any difference when God's got your number. a man. And so a lot of them believed that possibly Naaman was the man that shot the arrow. The boat and smoked a man, Ahab. If you read that close, you know it went through the joints of his harness we can really see the hand of God. The the sovereignty of how God can fulfill his purpose when we seem like there is no way. There's no door. There's no way. But that's not true with God. Is anything too hard? I'm digging in this morning, folks. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We humble and yield ourselves as servants unto this almighty God. We don't have to go to bed tonight with fear in our hearts. And we don't have to wake up in the morning with fear in our hearts, our minds, and spirit. You and I have got to work on on it daily. I'm not saying we haven't, so don't take that wrong. But work on it every day. God, help me have that servant's heart. And help me accomplish and achieve what you're calling me to do. Regardless of where it's at. Proverbs talks about envy now. It's very important. Proverbs 23 and 17 says, Let not thy heart envy sinners. When did David almost lose the footing that he had? When he began to observe the unrighteous and how they prosper. And how they seemed to, everything they touched turned into money. And they just, man, and and even at death, their eyes would bulge out. And they just seemed to approach death like it wasn't nothing to it. The proverb writer says, hey, don't you envy those sinners. What he's really telling us, if we're living in a mud hut, we don't have two nickels to rub together. And we're in the will of God and a servant of God. Now, that's easier said than done. (laughs) I promise you. And I probably went to the extremes of that, but but just understand what I'm saying. Somehow, sometimes if I could just open this up to us and understand the spiritual part of that too. To understand what's really going on. I'm telling you again, you know all this stuff is going on? That ain't nothing but the trick of the enemy, trying to get people on side roads and get them occupied about everything except what the real problem is. That's what that's all about. You know what the second problem is? A lot of them folks is involved in all that mess, they want attention. We have, we have moved into a, a, a generation, a world that's full about, I want attention. I'll be honest with you, it still blows my mind, Selfies. That one, he said, I can't get there. I'm telling you, there's some of that I can't get there. I'm just, I don't mean to be. I have to ask God to help me this morning not to be real. I don't want to say nothing that would be, you know, with all honesty. Now, I don't. Because I'm telling you, this lesson has got some meat to it. Watch this one. Again, Proverbs 27 and 4. Wrath is cruel. Anger is outrageous. Wrath and anger. You mix these two. But what's this? But who is able to stand before envy? This, this is jealousy comprised of more, amen. With with, with with a the concept a man that's rated or, or put in together with more cruelty than than anger and wrath. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. Envy. Envy somebody. Or maybe their blessings or their talents or their calling. Back to Pilate again. Pilate knew that they had brought Jesus out of what? Envy. We know it's fulfilling in the scriptures. But there was a spirit that was driving them. Envy. Acts 7 and 9. And the patriarchs moved with envy and sold Joseph, sold him out of envy into Egypt. But you know what? God was with him. I'm going to use Joseph a little bit here. You can even go to 1 Timothy 6, 3 and 5. Paul's writing there to the young pastor and helping him. Amen. Well, what he's going to face and the struggles that he's going to deal with. And he named his life. He says, If man teach otherwise and consent not into the whole uh, wholesome words, even to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ and the doctrines, which are according to the godliness. He is proud, knowing nothing, doting about questions and scribes of words and where cometh envy and strife and railings, and evil surmising. I'll tell you something, whenever you don't have a real hunger and desire to wonder what's in this book. And study it out and to know and and, and, and we give ourselves to it, that leaves us vulnerable and open for these spirits to start creeping in and working Operating against the will of God, and the call of God, and the purpose of God in our hearts. All right, I'm trying to move on. Now watch this. I told you, I'm going to take servant. But you look at this word servant. When you go to the Hebrew, there's actually two terms uh, that's likened unto this term. Term, a man, nera, and then moshareth, I believe is how you pronounce them. Which are long answers to our servant. We use the word servant. And for, for these two terms. But, but as you watch them. He said so far as that it implies notions of liberty and voluntariness. Are of comparatively rare occurrences. He goes on and talks about on the other hand of Ebed. Use the word of Ebed. Ebed is actually a gentleman you'll read about in Jeremiah. A man that was known as a servant. And so he begins to talk about some of it. So it's how it's used. But watch this. All of that brings us to a term. A term that we don't want to hear today. A term that's uh, be very offensive. In our day. Called a slave. And we could allow the pressure of our, turn, our time. Amen. We don't want to make the, the statement of that. But it's true. A slave. Now watch this. How many has got a servant's heart? How many is a slave? Believe it or not. Everybody that's here. Including myself. We're a slave. To something. Some force. Some power. Some reasoning. Thoughts. Whatever it might be. Good or bad, we're all slaves. Okay. <clears throat> he talked about this. Someone He used that, he said, for instance, what's this one? Genesis nine and twenty-five. If you use the terms correctly in reading of the whole, it would it would change the force of it. So he used Genesis nine twenty-five. Curse beat Cana, which is a son of Noah. A slave of slaves. Of slave of slaves. Shall he be unto his brethren. Another one in Deuteronomy 5 and 15. Remember thou thou wast a slave in the land of Egypt. Talking about Israel. So when we begin to talk about the term servant. And being a Servant. It is impossible to get away from the term slave. Now, this slave is is free. You know, we can talk about being free from the master. It goes into other things. Slavery was a point of fact. Normal conditions of underlying in the Hebrew commonwealth. While the terms above given refer to what? Exceptional cases of young or confidential attendants. Such as Joshua. Moses. Joseph. They were known as especially. What's it? Joshua was known what? As a minister unto Moses. Which in all reality means he was a slave to him. That would be offensive to us. Of course, none of us go around and say that we're prisoners of Jesus Christ either, do we? Paul did. But we don't do that. And I realize, I realize, I talked to somebody this week, and they, they made a statement to me and said, man, we're getting to the place that we can't even talk. Have a little word. They worried about having a little word. Huh. That's what he's worried against. Amen. The devil knows if I can shut down churches, shut down preachers, shut down the word of God, nobody can be begotten. So he's doing everything he can to every little word and isolate it and definitions, and rearrange it, bring it around. <laughs> but we know, now watch this. As 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 servants are slaves of God, as we, as we humble ourselves unto him, what happens to us? Bible makes it very plain. We find favor with God. Joseph found favor. It didn't matter if they throwed him in the dungeons. God would show up. The Bible put it this way. God was with him. You know why? God was seeing something further down the road. Molding, and making. And so the point I'm trying to make here today. Is our attitude... Our spirit about being the servant of God. Wherever he's got us. The real key of our little maid here. She had a good spirit. A good attitude. And she didn't lose the faith. That you know what? God can heal my master. Can heal him but can't get me out of my dilemma. And he'll make, he can heal him, but, but hey, I'm stuck up, man. I'm washing clothes. I'm. Or maybe we can look at this a little different. Maybe she found favor with God. And she was better off where she was at than if she'd have been back in Israel. Why do we have foster parents? Why do we have adoption? So the point I'm trying to make here... Sometimes when we think the things are so horrible and so bad. But we're in the will of God. Guess what? Our our response, our attitudes, and what we let come through these lips right here. Can either curse or bring the favor of God. And out of this situation and dilemma. Watch the miraculous hand of God. Now watch this. Where Israel failed as a nation. To witness of this Jehovah God. We got a little damsel. A young little damsel about. Who knows. 14, 15, 17. That's witnessing for God. As a prisoner. As a servant. But she didn't let it rob her of a witnessing power. She didn't let it rob her. Amen. Letting the Jehovah God use her. Amen. And you know what? She didn't even tell the master. She didn't have to be the one to tell him. I just, I just tell, I just tell the one I'm waiting on. She could have been down scrubbing the kitchen floor, and the topic came up, and she just looked up and said, "Ma'am, if, if, if there's a man of God in Israel, hey, and it, it became a witness in the New Jerusalem. Why? Because with Jesus Christ, what's this? Because Naaman was a leper." But there's many lepers in Israel, but my go outside to heal, to watch the powerful hand of God. So that's what this lesson's about. So just, just bear with me. Now, we're just going to go through the scriptures. I hope you read the lesson. I don't have the time to go through the lesson part of it. Go back and read it, okay? You can take that home. But i want to go through the scriptures, and let's watch some of this really unfold of what's going to take place. And i got about 20 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm Syrians had gone out by companies, different ones, and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. She was a waiter. But she didn't let her position her place a man rob her of being a servant. More importantly, not unto the wife of Naaman, but a servant of God. That's what you and I got to remember. It doesn't matter what position we're holding, what place What area? You and I can be a servant of God and a testimony and a witness for him. As a boss, a boss on top or as the the least one on the bottom, don't make any difference. As a servant of God. She said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. What great faith in her situation. In her condition. I'm not persuaded that it was such a horrible place. I'm really not. I believe she was very content. I believe she was very happy. I believe she could have picked up on this and said, you know what? This is an opportunity. This is what god got me for. This is the reason I was born for such a time as this. Not only was I born for such a time as this, I was brought and brought into captivity, amen. And brought in to be a a waiter for such a time. This is my moment. I don't have to have an audience. I don't have to have a church. I don't have to have any lights. I don't have to have anybody. I I don't know if anybody's going to realize or recognize this. I just know, amen. If my master would go to the man of God that's in Samaria, he'll recover him from his leprosy. That shocked even Israel and the king of Israel. Blew him away. Watch this unfold. King of Syria said, go to, go. Now what's the King of Syria's even. <laughs> now come on, let's think about this. Let's let's think about this in just a minute. All right, that's like taking, you know, some of us, one of one of our ladies here, and uh, they tell, you know, the, one of the governors come by and they just happen to tell him, said, Hey, you know what? If you go tell the president to, to solve all this corona business, if you'll just send over and have such a prayer about it, it'd be a done deal. How well you think it'll go over? (laughs) If God's in it, it might. But otherwise, I don't know. Of course, Mr. Trump might. He might. I mean, but you know what I'm saying? Now you see this layout. Because the king of Syria is believing. I don't know. Did they tell him? Who told you that? "Uh, A wise mate. Your wise (laughs) mate. She told you if we send to Samaria that. But you know what? He loved this man. He respected this man. And this man had worked. But that's not all. God's in it. And when God's in it, even the king's heart, that's a pagan king. Huh. Still astounds me if you read the scripture close enough and watch this episode with King Saul with David. Come on. How many of you? If you'd have been there. Yeah, I vote for David. Not by observing from these eyes. Not by the reasoning of this mind. But again God. That's the reason as servants of God. We can't reason like they reason. We can't think like they think. Neither do we respond like they respond. Well. <laughs> help me hold it goes here. So. I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver. Six thousand pieces of gold. Ten changes of raiment. So Naaman came with his horses and his chariots and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him. Well, I bypassed some things, didn't I? Uh, sorry about that. Let me back up a second because I want to get to the king. I, I didn't put all the scriptures here. I'm sorry. I thought you just straight about But Anyway, let me. Uh, but, but what happened? Sent a letter to the king. Man, when the king gets it, he said, man, he's picking a fight with me. He, he's trying. He's, he's, he, I'm not God to kill lepers. See? It's funny how how he took it, that something totally different. But what, what happened? Scripture says that Elisha heard about it, heard the been all upset and all out of out of sorts, and sends him. and say, Hey, hey, just send him, send him to my house. Now remember, Naaman, I don't know. We just assumed this. I mean, in position, he probably lived, lived in one of the finest homes of their time. Uh, The chariot, the horses he was in, some of the finest. Uh, The crowd that was with him, the offering that he's bringing. And and I'm not sure what kind of house that Elisha lived in. We just had to kind of leave it our own, you know, assuming. But there's a possibility that when he pulled up to that house, it didn't impress him. Amen looked around and said, "Mm, (laughs) I don't know about this. I'm sure he didn't have no pit bulldogs tied out in the front, but... uh, (laughs) <laughs> hey, he may not have had you know, I'm sure he didn't have four or five broken down cherries. I'm not sure what he had Bob don't go in there you know why because it don't matter It doesn't matter If he was in a tent Trailer Two story house or a mansion Don't make any difference As servants of God Come on I'm walking with you This morning As servants of God Money didn't make us who we are. Being poor don't make us who we are. Being educated don't make us who we are. Now, I'm for education, 100%. Don't get me wrong there. But do we lean on education alone? No. Nope. You can see too many of them out there shipwrecking just doing that very thing. Don't have a clue of the plan of salvation. Okay? There's the problem, right? But as a servant of God in all the areas. And you watch all the servants that get involved in this. Okay? So now, which will go to that tent, he goes to Jordan, and uh, he's going to tell him what to do. Now watch. When Naaman pulls up, he's already got in his own mind how it ought to have been. If you read the lesson and studied the lesson, you had already in your mind what I ought to have said or be saying, or what direction I ought to be taking. That's, just, that's not wrong with it. Don't take it wrong. But, but everybody has that. But you know what? When he comes to God, and when he wanted to be healed, he had to come to that place. You know what? I've got to come where God wants me to. So he had he thought for sure, whenever he just sent a messenger out, we assume Gehazi. The Bible said a messenger, didn't name it, could Gehazi, not sure. But when he sent him out, he told him, He said, Hey, Matter God said, just go down to Jordan down there and dip seven times. As far as I know. Adios. Now, you got to understand, we've got a guy sitting up in this chariot, standing up, whatever. He's used to people responding to him differently. He's used to people being a little hesitant. You know, hey, you're, you're from a neighbor now. He's, this is the Lord of hosts. This is man. And man, he gets things done. He, he's brought, brought many victories into our, and he's whipped many of, of enemy. And so he kind of got to a place, no doubt, to, you know, a man when he drove up, but he, things happened. Things took place, you know. It's kind of like with certain people, you know, in certain areas. Uh, uh, The boss, when he steps in the room, or when Jesus shows up, or... Hey, man, it's a little different, isn't it? And so, you know, kiss response to this wasn't wasn't quite what, you know, should have been. Because he had in his own mind, surely, he the, at least Elisha could have come out. But the man of God didn't even come out. And surely, because there was a practice in the Eastern time that, that people held positions, all would come out and they would wave their hands over certain situations. And they, they believed in that, you know, that it, it happened. So so in his own mind, he had this thing mapped out how it was supposed to happen. But it didn't happen that way did it and so all of a sudden when all this bombards him and gets a hold of him and you got to remember he's got servants looking at him he's got others looking at him they're all looking at name and saying all right now what you going to do boy don't you like that well I love it when certain things happen around here and I'm looking around y'all looking at me like what you going to (laughs) do Hallelujah. Well, let's look up. I'll say, look up. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. <laughs> amen. We're going to look up because that's where our redemption comes from. That's where our help's going to come from. That's where our blessing comes from. We're going to look up. Amen. So anyway, here's Naaman. So he's looking around. And no doubt it probably, you know, by this time, Amen. I mean, he was a he was a man of war. He was a man of battle. And so you can imagine, you could probably see it in you know, the face turning and the red coming up. And, 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 and I could feel sorry for the horses all of a sudden. Shh. But he, I mean, he, he became full of anger and wrath <laughs> and a little envy of <laughs> what just happened and what took place. But then, and, and I pointed this out earlier, but thank God for some servants. I don't know how long he went. Now watch this. The Bible doesn't tell us I don't know if he went 100 yards, 200 yards. They may have been a mile and a half by this time. It doesn't make any a difference. Now you listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. Whenever things, and you respond to things, and you know it wasn't pleasing to God, and how you responded. Doesn't matter if you, the best thing is the sooner the better. Okay, let me put it that way. But regardless of how long that we've been doing this away from God out of anger. It doesn't matter if it's been a day, a week, a month, or 10 years, or 25 years. It's still the best thing to do is to turn around and say, you know what? I'm going to turn back and do it God's way. That's the right thing to do. But these servants got up beside him. Notice the Bible called them servants. And they called on him as a father. He settled down some now. And, and, and apparently their companionship and relationship was close enough that they could reason with him. He said, Come on. Even if he'd asked you to have done something great. Huh, wouldn't you have done it? And there's no doubt, buddy. He probably just settled in on him. So he makes his way to Jordan. Now he talks about, hey, you know, what about these other rivers? Damascus. They're cleaning than all the waters of Israel. Not just Jordan, but all of the waters of Israel. Kind of like baptism. You mean we've got to be baptized? That's what the Bible says. It didn't only tell us we had to be baptized of water and spirit. But it told us how to be baptized. What method. What name. And it makes a difference. It makes a difference with God. It may not make a difference to people. But we're trying to, we're trying to be saved. We're trying to get in the favor of God. And when you want the favor of God, and you're trying to be saved, you're going to do it God's way. You know what? God would allow Naaman to go on his way. He didn't stop him. He was letting him. But two servants got his attention. And when these servants got his attention, he turned around and he dipped. Now watch what happens. The next scripture, too, it talks about how Naaman, with all of his hosts, comes back to Elijah, comes back to the, and he calls himself what? Thy servant. I just became your servant, Elisha. I'm your servant now. I'm humble myself, I'm going to yield myself, I'm going to be your servant. And sure enough, and from that point, you know, he tried to give him, but the man of God wouldn't accept it, wouldn't receive it. I know what time's run out, so what's this. And he wouldn't Gehazi, serve it again. You know, it's 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 almost like we're gonna have to end this lesson on a sad note. Now, watch this. Gehazi had been with Elisha a long time. If you go back in the lesson, it talked about the miracles that took place: the widow's the raising of the son, the oil, the bread, talking about the, the different things that have taken place. I believe it was eight or nine miracles. That this point had taken place by the hand of Elisha. Could this have been the reason that the little maid, even though she was in her captivity, away from her home, her family, and waiting on Naaman's wife. But she knew about these things. She instructed him to go to the man of God. But somehow, Gehazi, after being exposed and involved, and at times even have his hands on part of the miracles, the things taking place. That's all, see, that's what Jeremiah talks about, the heart. It's wicked and foul. Who can know it? God knows it. God knows how to position us and arrange us. Because his purpose, his desire that all might be saved. That's the reason he fills us with the Holy Ghost. That's the reason he he wants to lead and guide and comfort us. But Gehazi, if you read the scriptures, it talks about, he says, hey, Syrian. You know what? Read through the lines. He's let this Syrian come in here and, and be cleansed and receive this miracle for nothing. It didn't cost him a thing. And so he decides to go and collect. And he makes his way to him. Naaman sees him coming. Stops the church. Gets out to greet him. Is all well? Is all well? Yeah, well. Huh? I begin to tell him that some come from, two men come, young men, and some garments and a talent of gold or silver. Naaman said, Now watch the generosity of Naaman. He said, I want to give him just one. I give two, two bags, bag them up separate. And he gives him two, two servants to go with him. He didn't even make a hazai to carry it back. He gives him two servants, of his own servants, to carry. The garments and the silver for him. And he makes their way back. The Bible calls it the tower. Gehazi takes him there and puts him in the tower. We got to be careful what we bring into our home. Our own homes. Our own hearts. That's the reason I've got to be careful. What I allow to come in this place as a sanctuary. And a place that's been dedicated for the service of God. We're living in a world today. Some Gehazi's showing up. What do you mean by that? The pressure gets right. It's about money. And how to use that money. We need money. We need two or three million dollars in body rate ready- we could use it. We can buy a field that's not for sale. I've asked them. But God knows all about that. But we want to use it right. And for the right reason. And the right purpose. One of my wife's dreams was how Vample apartments, two or three apartments built, that when people find themselves in a place and struggle, they need a place for a month or two, that they, can, they can get back on their feet. Watch this. One of the worst things that you and I can do is, is pray for individuals, especially, in, and, and I know it's not near as bad in this rural area, but there's, there's some of it here. Watch God deliver them from, from drugs drugs. But they not have a place that we can put them. Until they get settled. And grounded. It's kind of like. When the man got the guy in the the chariot with him. He would never rode in a chariot. And he just held on to him. Until he could get accustomed to it. Used to it. And familiar with it. and, And learn how to. It's kind of like going on the job the first day. You don't, you don't know all the ins and outs, but, but if you, y'all just give me a little while. I've, I've had people, you know, we go to hire them, say, hey, I don't know everything, but, but I'm a fast learner. If you'll just give me an opportunity, I'll show you, I, I can do this thing. If you'll just help me out a little bit. And how true that is in a lot of other areas. But you've got to have places. You've got to have means to do that. That's the reason some of the, the big cities Larger churches, that's the reason they go out and, and start up some of these type of programs. Because their, their cities is full, saturated, amen, with lives that's, that's given themselves over to substance and elements that's, that's robbing them and destroying them. And, and, and those little babies is falling right in the same footsteps, falling in the same snares and the same traps. The only hope they got. Hmm. I'm not as far off as you think I am. You may not have seen them, but Brother Heath and Sister, uh, sister Judy come in this morning and had two more. Got a call last night at 10 o'clock. Mother had to be arrested. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but just give you an idea. And now, all of a sudden, a little, I think two, maybe six-year-old, I'm not sure the ages, just dropped into their laps. From Idaho, yeah, I'm praying for them little boys, scared out of their wits, told her strangers, told a stranger house to sleep in. But I'm praying, God, just this little brush could be a starting point somehow. I don't care if they are just two and six. The power of prayer power of lifting him up and saying, God, let this be a turning point. Let this be. And I don't know the story. I don't know. I don't know. I just know if that was, in fact, when they called me, I told them, I said, I'll tell you one thing. If that was my grandbabies, Idaho or whatever, I'd be in a vehicle headed this way. (laughs) No disrespect to anybody, but that's what I'd be doing. We live in a world today that's full of chaos. It's full of darkness. And God needs servants. They won't become offended because they're just a waiter. But they're willing to testify about the mighty powers of his love. His mercy and power to heal and deliver. Ladies and gentlemen, it's on us out in the highways and the byways to be a witness of the true love of God. I going to tell you something. If I can't show it to you, there's no greater demonstration than this, that a man will lay down his life not just for the righteous. Scarcely some might do that. But what about the unrighteous? Same principle. God's got a cross for all of us. As a servant of his, after after revelation and experiencing the plan of salvation, after taking on the name of Jesus and being filled with the Holy Ghost, oh God help us here today become the witnesses of the world that we're living in. This world needs you and I desperately. I'm through. You can stay. They don't need another government program. They need a church. They need a Holy Ghost-filled witness to get in their lives and show them how to come out of that darkness, show them how to come out of that situation, how to overcome those dilemmas. That's what they need. With all honesty. Hopefully something's been said today. I know it's been a little different. It's been a little lower-keyed maybe. Go back, read it, study it. There's a lot of good things said in the lesson. Uh, but God help us. Who wants to be a servant? Who wants to have a servant's heart? God help us. God help me have a servant's heart. For your kingdom. For your glory. Wherever and however it might be. You know what? Everybody can't pastor a church that runs twelve hundred. There's some places that may not ever run but four and five. But how many were saved with Noah? When all the rest of the world was lost. Eight. Eight souls. Saved by water. Saved by a man that found grace. And a man that was willing to work for 120 years. And God waited. Endured all the, the, the turmoil. And the violence and the, the iniquity. For 120 years, God waited for this man to build an ark. Hmm. Don't underestimate what you're doing for the Lord. You work for Him. and you work for Kim. Don't underestimate what it is. Be a witness for him. Be a light for him. Let's do it. God, we love you today and appreciate you. We're so thankful for the word of God. The word that moves within our hearts, our souls, our minds, and our spirit. Help us even this morning to just humble ourselves and yield ourselves unto the the unseen hand, but yet has a way of manifesting itself through our lives. Help us with giving. Help us with commitment and dedication, loving, caring for one another, even our enemy, God. Help us to pray for them with earnestness and sincerity and war against the powers of evil. As you anoint and bless each vessel that's here today, Through and by the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love you today. Appreciate you. Come back tonight. Praise God. Invite somebody. (laughs) Plenty of room. So invite somebody. God bless you.